So, like, some things that I really remember from Turok 2 would be, like, the weapon, the cerebral bore, which, I mean, I've even brought up just, like, randomly in, in just conversation, because that's who I am It's as cerebral bored, it's, it bored its way into our hearts. Yeah. It's cerebral bored our, it, fuck. Yeah, what Brent just said. Yeah. But the biggest thing that I remember is, like, launching it and just waiting. Yeah. He's here. Yeah, like, uh, we might actually have to add that sound in. No. <laughs> it's pretty bad. You need to find it yourself. Fine. Go back and play Turok 2. Yeah. That's your homework. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't listen to any more episodes until you played it. Yeah, uh, pause right now. Go and, go yeah. and play it. But uh, other things that I remember from being... Uh, very very young and playing this is like traveling through the hub and you know because everything was interconnected mm -hmm. so i found that like really terrifying being like i have to go back through there yeah fuck but like you know it was, it was also really exciting especially when you got a new weapon but i also had a really hard time saying portal as a kid and i kept accidentally saying porno which was pretty fucking great for my family like i'm sure they loved it like, my mom was sitting there, and I'd be like, Heath, go through the porno! Go through the porno! And he'd be like, it's pronounced portal. And I was like, well, what was I saying? And he's like, porno. I'm like, what's that? And he's like... That's a... He literally... What he said to me was, it was a group of a whole bunch of sweaty dudes. <laughs> and that's all he said. And I, I mean, was he like, wasn't lying. He really wasn't lying. At the same time... What kind of porno do you watch, Heath? Yeah. Moving on. So, <laughs> like, uh, you know, the story was essentially accomplished differently than its predecessor. But overall, you were doing the same thing. You were collecting a thing in order to fight the last thing. It was just like... from doing the thing. Track one, but, like, on steroids. It really kind of was. So, you know what came after uh, Turok 2? Seeds of Evil? Turok Rage Wars. So what the fuck is Rage Wars? Um, okay, you know Unreal Tournament? Mm -hmm. you quite I really like that. Yeah. Well, it, you know, I guess the claim decided that they needed to get in on that shit. Mm -hmm. And they made a Turok Tournament style shooter game. So you had like, what, like a whole bunch of playable characters Death matches. Yeah, many different playable characters. Mm -hmm. um, each with their own weapon sets. Um, which means it was oh, like a lot of the same weapons, but like oh, okay, so they, certain characters would use certain weapons. So like the campaigner would have his four pronged mace. No, the campaigner had like they I mean the games like rocket launcher, like the chain gun or something. I don't remember. Oh, okay. I think so that, I think everybody had like either like had like their own like all the human characters had like a melee weapon. Okay. I think it was like it was just like a, a hammer mm -hmm. that you could like charge, and it was pretty fucking powerful. Like if you hit somebody with a full charge, you would probably just like shatter Kill them. them. Yeah. So it was, it was very Unreal Tournament, but it's like not as Capture the Flag style mm -hmm. games. Um, I think they called the Deathmatch Bloodlust. Mm -hmm. Yeah, where you just find and kill the other as players. Much, yeah. As much as you can. Get the most kills. Don't die yourself. So, like, was this just, like, purely single player? Like, it was like against bots? Like, did it have a campaign? Yeah, or? it did. Every every playable character had their own path, and it showed you this screen mm -hmm. of like all the stages that are possible to play. Uh huh. And like each character had their own path through this like kind of like twisting like 
So when you path. say path, you mean like they literally, like it literally showed you. Yeah. And like it had say like let's just for for the sake of it because I didn't play it. I don't know. Maybe you remember, it, but like, did they have like a picture of them? Or something like that, and it kind of, like, showed you, like... It was, like, a stone background with, like, a bunch of, like, symbols, I think. Mm-hmm. And, like, with, like, you know, lines that would light up when you'd go on to the next, like... Right. And so it was, like, a Turok's version of, say, I don't want to sound too fucking stupid or ridiculous here, but kind of like the Mortal Kombat Tower, where, like, you know... Kind of, it's, except it's a lot more, like, conflicting and, like... And twisting. Twisty, yeah. And like actually converges so yeah, with others between every every stage, mm-hmm. it, you would see that screen again, like mm-hmm. your progress, and like it would show like that. There, I think I think everybody had their own like end stage, mm-hmm. and they would all kind of lead into these same different end stages. If that mm-hmm. makes sense, it's kind of hard to remember specifically because of how like long ago it was. I mean, like abstract it was. I guess yeah. To me, like trying to think back on it, because I, I haven't played this game in like. I mean, it came out in the Matrix came out when I was playing this game. <laughs> I remember p- playing Turok Rage Wars and watching The Matrix on HBO late wow. at night. <laughs> uh, so after looking up like a like an entire character list, it, uh, like it had a mass of fuck, uh, just like a mess of characters to choose from. Yeah, like yeah, like a fucking big ass character select screen. Let's see your uh, Joshua. Yep. Adon, Biobot Elite, Manted Miles, which uh, apparently it was like a bug manted thing. Yeah. Um, let's see here. The Campaigner, Lord of the Dead, which is like, I think, a flesh eater thing? Yeah, it was, yeah, it was a flesh eater. Yeah. I think it was called, in the game, I think they abbreviated it so bad that it just said Lord Dead. Lord Dead. Yeah, and like, no yeah. space, one word. Lord Dead. Lord Dead. And then uh, you you helped me with this uh, this uh, dinosaur name earlier is uh, Compies. Yeah, Compy. Uh, I'll fucking try it. Comsognathus. Yeah. The goofy ass brontosaurus raptor thing. Yeah, because yeah, don't no, you played as a bunch. You played as a bunch of them. Yeah, and like a pile a of them. Perspective. I mean, it wasn't like you didn't see through like a million eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, like, yeah. like you had one fucking visual. You could play as like, a raptor and you just run around like his little claws being like your first person's perspective. And you had like quick attacks. Yeah, yeah. And you yeah. had a big ass like power charge that like could kill, could kill, and like you maybe do like a bunch of quick slashes and then like charge up a big hit uh-huh. to finish him off. And you would probably like obliterate him into like a bunch of chunks. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So, looks like we've also got a blind one guardian. Great, those things are fucking terrifying. Blind mm-hmm. one guardian. Yep. Uh, Fireborn. I'm not familiar with Fireborn. Uh, do you remember in um in Turok two they were like mm-hmm. I think in I think in the third or third or fourth stage the really confusing one. Uh, I can't remember what it was called now, but I don't think it was Hive of the Mantids. It might have been Hive of the Mantids, mm-hmm. but it was Hive of the Mantids was like the hardest stage to get through. That that was the mm-hmm. one that like fucked people up. Yeah, because the puzzles weren't straightforward at all in these games. Or it's like, oh, you missed this very easy to miss yeah. part that leads to one of your objectives that you need to do before you can get to the fucking power totem to defend that and yeah. complete the stage or d- defeat the boss. And so the Fireborn is what, just an enemy from this stage? It was like, or? you remember the, they were called entrails? Yeah. The ones that, they weren't the little, like, bouncing raptor guys in Turok 2, but mm-hmm. like the... Ones that usually have like little like laser guns, <laughs> and they throw like piece of shit. They throw grenades at yes. you, and like if I they got the close, they'd like rawr, rawr, and like hit you with like combos and shit. 
That's Which is pretty cool because like they were like pretty dynamic enemies for the most part. Fuck those things. Or like they, I remember like, some of them. It was like specific points where they like take over behind like a box and like you know pop caps at you and then, mm-hmm. like, or you could like just run up to the box and they'd like you'd be standing right next to them and they're still like crouching. <laughs> you know, looking, you're, like, right there, looking just, to like, you. Point your fucking gat in their dome. So we also got Oblivion Spawn, Mantid Drone, Juggernaut, Mantid Soldier, Velociraptor. Monkey, uh-huh. and then of course everyone's favorite character, uh, Chicken. Yeah, and so Chicken even had its own story, or no? Just like the main ones. I think like there was a. I want to say there was like Chicken Tag. That is a that is a game a, mode. Game mode that I know for a fact like, comes you in would, later. You would. You would kill the chicken, and then you became the chicken, and the way to win was to survive. As the chicken? Yes. And, like, your defense, all you could do is run around and balk. I think. I'm kind of getting... I feel like like I'm probably way off on that. (laughs) Because you're just trying to remember? Because, yeah, there was a... I want to see Time Splitters 2 had a game mode that kind of ripped that. So, finishing up with Rage Wars, then, like, I mean... Overall, it's kind of like Quake 3. It's kind of like Unreal Tournament. Is there a take on a tournament shooter style game, like competitive FPS? And one of the main things is like, yeah, like four players, like multiplayer mayhem, and a two-player cooperative campaign. That was something that I uh, completely forgot about when I was kind of looking at um, the mechanics of the game. Which, again, really, really big as far as uh, an N64 game, multiplayer. Like, like, yeah, like There every, weren't too many. Every gun had, like, an alt fire. It was pretty... It was good. Oh, shit. that's right. Yeah, they had, uh, you know, like, their, their straight-up fire, and then their... Uh, he had the Mag-60, which traditionally was, like, a three-round burst. Mm-hmm. Or you could, like, charge it up for a big, like, power shot. Which I think, like, pierced enemies. So you could be really badass and, like, fucking multi-kill with it. It would take up, like, more ammo. But, yeah, like, oh, man, it was it was good stuff, man. And it had a huge variety of battlegrounds. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, though, it looked like it had a pretty, like, mediocre kind of It was really repetitive, review. obviously, because of the nature of, like... The nature of those games, yeah. There's uh, there's only so many things that you can do with it. You're essentially just killing your friends over and over, or killing bots over yeah. and over. It's the same, uh, same like, characters. Really predictable, you know? Yep, and you had to unlock characters through going through the campaign, so going through, doing the same things over and over to get new characters to go and do the same thing, so on and so forth. Um, and, uh, though it looks like the graphics and animation were praised for being more than competent, and the controls were also very responsive and handled with, uh, considerable ease. That is a quote from, a uh, Nintendo Power. Yeah, like, I remember, yeah, like, it was easy to play, man. Mm-hmm. Um, remember what we were about to say before we took a break? Um, yeah, like, the, the fire seed things, or mm-hmm. the, shit, the... <laughs> Fire. They were like the entrails, but like on fire. Oh, the Fireborn. Yeah. That's pretty much what those guys were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were in Turok 2. <laughs> so moving on to Turok 3, Shadows of Oblivion, mm-hmm. uh, which followed the siblings of Joshua Tur- uh, from Turok 2, Danielle and Joseph, uh, released in 2000 on N64 and Game Boy Color, which is kind of a strange which I also I had, I had Rage Wars on also on Game Boy Color. So what did that look like on Game Boy Color? Like, 
a fucking NES game, but uh, eight bit strike, yes, uh, sprite of like Joshua Fireseed, okay, playable character. So think kind of traditional, closer to like the traditional um, Turok kind of run and gun gameplay. Mm -hmm. It was pretty good. Yeah, was it first person then? No. Non Game Boy Color, hell no. Okay, was like I was gonna say like, like, how did that? Hmm. Yeah, like every every release of Turok had there was like a Spanish studio. I can't remember. It was like Bit Entertainment, I think they might have been called. Mm-hmm. You should look that up real quick. Okay, <laughs> just so I know, because they were they were, I mean, they were putting out like Turok games for the Game Boy Color. Like they like kind of coincided or came out around the same time as like the N sixty four titles. And they had a... Bit Managers was bit the developer. Bit Managers. Yep. And they had fucking banging-ass soundtracks, too. Yeah, it looks like they were, their headquarters was in uh, Barcelona, Spain. Mm-hmm. They were founded in 1988, but uh, they had ceased operations in 2005, sadly. Um, but apparently they made some pretty damn good Game Boy games. Like which... they, they were worth playing. I mean, obviously it's mm-hmm. like a degrade in quality of like the N64 tiles, but like... If you just wanted, like, a quick, like, Turok game on the go, man, like, mm-hmm. you couldn't go wrong, huh? Like, honestly. There were uh, different stories mm-hmm. from the, the mainline N64 games, but it was, like, the same, like, characters, same, like, world, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Yeah, I, it looks I only like, had Rage Wars. It looks like they, they made a myriad of games, this, uh, um, bit managers... Uh, basically making games for ZX Spectrum, Amstrad, CPC, and MSX uh, computer systems. And then uh, later, um, after they had stopped being known as uh, New Frontier in 1988, uh, 1988, sorry, um, 1992 is when they had changed their name. That's when they started to actually make uh, games for the Nintendo consoles, uh, focusing primarily on the Game Boy. Um Really making a lot of the games that we know, uh, like the Smurfs, the <laughs> Asterix, the Adventures of Tintin. These oh, were know. all like games that we may remember on the back burner of our brains, not necessarily on, on the forefront. I only played the Turok games. Um, I remember the Smurfs game. I didn't get to play it, but I remember seeing that specifically. So that is actually where this this had uh, come from. And um, other than other than Turok 2, it looks like they made uh, Sylvester and Tweety. So I'm kind of starting to wonder why Virtual Toys ended up buying them. Which I'm guessing, since I can't find anything out of Virtual Toys, they probably went defunct as well. Yeah, shit. However, on the N64 version of the 2000 release of Turok 2, you had two different characters with a huge array of upgradable weapons, uh, lots of multiplayer modes pretty great storyline and those multiplayer modes had 42 different areas that you could play in talking about rage wars uh no no this is turok 2 oh yeah yeah it had 42 fucking maps i never ended up really playing multiplayer in turok 2 yeah i mean you know you already did everything you wanted to for multiplayer in rage wars but it's like they implemented a lot of things that they had in rage wars like most of you were playing multiplayer on gold or sorry not turok 2 turok 3 sorry sorry oh yeah yeah um Multiplayer, I mean, we're talking about uh, first-person shooter games I played multiplayer with my my buds was uh, Quake mm-hmm. 2. Yeah. Which still had the soundtrack by Trent Reznor, which kind the, of the, the PC Trent Reznor. The PC Quake 2 did not have Trent Reznor's soundtrack. Mm. Strange. But yeah. Quake 2's soundtrack was still pretty dope. It's fucking great. It's Trent Reznor. With, a little uh, bit of a fanboy. I mean, the not 
Trainer Reznor signing of Quake 2 is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So, uh, other than the multiplayer modes, it had a pretty great storyline. I mean, in the very beginning, Joshua sacrifices himself so that Danielle and Joseph can actually escape. They later run into Adon. Adon's like, you need to come up to my spaceship so I can tell you what the fuck is going yeah. on. Also, one of one you, of you has to be to the Turok. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you need to be a new Turok. Yeah, you need to take up yeah, the mantle. It, it lets you pick the two characters, which like, kind of blew my mind at the time when I was yeah. playing this. I, I think I think I only found out about Turok three. Mm-hmm. It's like I think I was, you know, my mom took me to like Walmart or like the fucking. I remember store. the box art. And yeah, <laughs> I remember the box art above all things of like Joshua Firesea in like ecstasy and like a bunch of other weird shits going on. Yeah, like, like graphic design is my passion. And, yeah, you know, he's just like ah. And, yeah, uh, it looks like it could be a sweet art. I found out about the game's existence because I didn't really have like magazines. I wasn't really on the internet at the time. I had Nintendo Power, so I was uh, doing pretty good. And, like, I just like saw Turok Three. I was like, okay, Turok Three's out. Fuck gaming magazines. Like the, I, I already had the Dreamcast, like, but I saw a pig. What? Uh, Nintendo Power. They did like this whole thing on. Um, the uh, background of uh, Killer Instinct and everything mm. like that. And that's how I found out that oh, Fulgore yeah. was voiced by a pig. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's how I found out about Turok 3. Which, and, like, I had a Dreamcast at the time mm-hmm. already. I yeah. saw Turok 3. And you were like, time to put this down time for a little bit. Time to dust off the old N64 game, which I think I also played Paper Mario that year, though. Yeah, I, I mean... Paper Mario came out in like, 2001. Yeah, dude, like, Early Nintendo has a hard time letting go of their other machines, which is kind of strange why, uh... I mean, we're close to the GameCube at 2001. Oh, yeah, very, very. That's a... Whole other bag of worms. That's a whole and this game exists all thanks to a whopping 21-man team yeah. that ended up working 24 sh- uh, 24-hour shifts in the last weeks leading to its release. Uh, which led to a pretty alright reception, but an overall great game. Like, what a fucking! I really feat. enjoyed it. I don't yeah. think it. I don't think it. It didn't. It didn't captivate people quite like Turok Two did. Right. But like, plus you know, if we're talking about first person shooter games, like the PC was kind of like surpassing what consoles could do. Obviously, but honestly, to be they, expected at yeah. the time. I was gonna say two thousand for two thousand pivotal year. A first-person shooter doing the things it did was mm-hmm. really uh, revolutionary. I guess I don't know, but yeah. like it, it was unheard of at the time. Mm-hmm. For especially for like a late game and sixty-four game, it did some pretty fucking amazing things. It had motion-captured faces, yeah, lip-syncing, yep, in the cutscenes, which led to some pretty terrifying scenes. Uh, like when we were going back and kind of watching some of the scenes from these games to just kind of get a refresher. But uh, towards the end of Turok 3, when you see uh, Joshua Fireseed, uh, you know, talking... Possessed by... Getting possessed yeah. by an, an, a strange, evil insect thing Parasite of sorts. Thing, yeah. Yeah, and, like, he's, like, moving his mouth in a very strange way, yeah. and then, like, a fucking creepy-ass And, like, the kind of out. rudimentary N64 graphics also kind of make it more creepy. Yeah, yeah. I think that it probably seemed a bit more like... 
normal and the only thing that was offsetting like or uh, unsettling was the voice itself that was yeah. coming out of his mouth uh, this weird yeah this compressed garbled ass and 64 voice coming out of this for instance if we went back and played eternal darkness right mm-hmm. now i feel like we would be terrified not only by the content but by uh the mechanics as well as the uh look of the game itself yeah. so Sadly, we have to we have to move on from that and get to the not so great part. So first and foremost, we're going to talk about Turok Evolution and then everything after. So Evolution came out in two thousand two. This was a prequel, made a bunch of goofy ass decisions and changes. There were no longer any dinosaurs. Instead, they are called the Sleg. 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 That's sled with a G for good, but not good in this instance. Um, So the Sleg now plague the Lost Lands, and Talset is their bane. (laughs) I mean, Turok Evolution kind of goes back to the series roots, because Turok 3, you weren't hunting dinosaurs anymore. It was mainly aliens and strange, weird demon things. Sludge monsters. Yeah, it's uh, other dimensional beings, essentially, is what they went into. They went and really fucking sunk their hooks into uh like the, the flesh eater yeah and like the other dimensional beasts yeah they went far away from turok and turok 2 see it it felt like a progression of turok 2 and yeah. like the aftermath of turok 2 i kind of feel yeah. that but yeah. when you're fucking going against the uh primogen Actually, no, i think like there that. was like a i think there's a part where you kind of go through the lost land in turok 3 mm-hmm. and i think there are some dinosaur parts I don't remember very well, because <laughs> it's been a while since I played through that game. Right. I did play through, as both characters, uh, Daniel, who had could higher jump jumps. higher yep. and use heavier weapons, mm-hmm. but uh, Joshua, he had night vision goggles and sniper skills. And he could also crawl? He could fit into like tighter spaces. Yeah, which is kind of funny. One kinda can weird. crouch through vents, one can jump over higher stuff. Yeah. But uh, ultimately, like, it changed. Yeah, I mean, like you, how you get around the level. You, it was a reason to play through the game again. Mm-hmm. You get to experience a level in a different way. Plus, yeah. uh, they each had uh, different weapons. Yeah, things like that. They were all customizable. Overall, there were sixteen weapons in the game. Um, but you know, like. I guess they probably saw that it was like, okay, you know, where do we take this game from here? They, so they originally the wanted a two-player oh, cooperative wow. campaign, but they couldn't do it because of the complications of, like, mm-hmm. how the the levels branched right. off. It's like, yep. okay, well, she can jump over this part and go through this part of the level, but he can crouch through here and go through this other different part of the level, so mm-hmm. we can't really do this. Mm-hmm. The way with this system in place. Yeah, so it wasn't until later it. that we were able to be like, okay, well, if this person's able to hit this, you know, mechanical thing to complete this puzzle, then the other person can continue. And then they can open up the door on the other side. It was getting a little too, uh, too ambitious. A little too a little ambitious. Too which is too bad because, you know, it, it could have been, been fucking. It cool. would have been amazing. And what other, what other games have, like, complete dynamic first person shooter? cooperative campaigns the only thing that really comes to mind like later obviously you know we've got like much later but in much like 2000 later. what did you yeah. have nothing nothing yeah i mean if if we're missing something you know go ahead and I mean, fucking, yeah, sure, fucking rudely correct us but like yeah mm-hmm. tell yeah me. slam me in my taint and tell me what it is in 2000 for the n64 mm-hmm. cooperative campaigns 
Not a thing. Drawn a blank. Right. So they they realize that their hunger is far too large for their stomachs. Mm-hmm. So they take about ten steps back and they go into a prequel. So we're following Talset again before he takes on the mantle of Turok. Keep in mind that we're uh, jumping into next-gen consoles here. Mm-hmm. So 2002, Turok Evolution. Um, we see Talset fighting, uh, what, like an American... Cavalryman. Yeah. General. Yeah. Tobias Bruckner. Bruckner, yeah. And, of course, his name's Tobias. So he gets his arm chopped off by Talset, or hand, rather. Yeah. Some part of his... Talset fucks him up. I think he's about to perform the killing blow. Yep. And a random porno opens up, <laughs> and they both get sucked into the Lost Land. Get sucked off into the Lost Land. <laughs> For no fucking reason. It never no takes up as to, nope. as to why or anything like that. Talset almost dies in the fall, and then he gets taken in by the River Village people. They heal him up, and they're like, you help need to def- yeah, you need to help us You're kill all this slag. You know, you Do look, it. you look like the chosen one, and so he's like, "Okay, said, yeah, fuck it." And then you, you go me. around flying on a fucking dinosaur. Yeah, no, it had it had aerial combat levels, which were they any good? I, I liked. Did them. not touch it. I liked them. Yeah, so they were, it worked well enough. I mean, you had like it, it felt like a all range mode in Star Fox, kind of. Okay, yeah. So they were, were kind of like it, it. It pretty much felt like a Star Fox game, kind of. Mm-hmm. Not a bad thing. Not a bad thing. It it worked. I thought. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Excuse so me. going again, like you you throw away the idea of uh, bionosaurs and fucking dinosaurs, dinosaurs going way back before that shit. And no fucking demons, anything like that. You have instead. I mean, it was like a different arc, I guess. It was yeah. It was a different arc. It was kind of like um, keep in mind, time has no meaning. Time has no meaning. It kind of gives you license to do whatever the fuck. Exactly. So a bunch of wild and ridiculous shit happens. That is basically the plot to Jumanji. And in the end, Talset takes the mantle of Turok and gets home. He's later sucked back up into a porno and then we go into Dinosaur Hunter. Yeah, dude, I don't know how it, I don't know how he got from Turok Evolution and Dinosaur Hunter. Right, like it's an undisclosed amount of time because again, we make a prequel that, but it doesn't actually branch into Dinosaur Hunter. Now this is like the a, last time that Acclaim actually even does Turok anything with Turok because they Acclaim I, I want to say went fucking kaput after Turok Evolution. Yeah, it I did. think like two thousand four they died. Sounds after about right. Some sad, sad, sad times. Like, uh, so Acclaim, uh, like you had said, actually went, um, bankrupt. Just total fucking bankruptcy in August of, uh, 2004. Evolution didn't do so great. No, it really didn't, um... I mean, I basically, like, I, I fucking love Turok. Yeah, uh, they made a promise of, a U.S. dollars uh, amount of two, uh, $10,000 to the... Um, UK parents who would name their baby Turok yeah. in order to promote the release of Turok Evolution. Or buy advertising space Yep, for on Shadow actual Man. fucking tombstones, by the way. To promote Shadow Man 2. Second coming. Second coming. Yeah. Uh, in the US, Acclaim suffered multiple lawsuits, a portion of them with former partners. Uh, Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen sued over unpaid royalties. In the last iteration of the BMX series, BMX, XXX, semi-nude, nude, and pornographic content 
like full motion video of strippers and nude female riders was added in hopes of boosting sales. However, like most of Acclaim's video games during its final years, BMX XXX sold poorly and was derided for its uh, sexual content and poor gameplay. Dave Mira himself publicly disowned the game, stating that he was not involved in the decision to include nudity and sued Acclaim for fear of being associated with BMX XXX. Another lawsuit was from Acclaim's own investors claiming that Acclaim management had published misleading financial reports, so they were even forging their own financial reports. So in 1997, two years after its acquisition of sculptured, sculptured software, during which it offered employees what looked like an ironclad contract and stock that would be vested over the course of the contracts, Acclaim terminated about half of the staff of the Salt Lake City studio, violating its own contract terms. The layoff came abruptly to the point that the employees had to choose between taking a reasonable severance package, whose terms altered several times during the initial weeks and after the layoff, and not suing or join the other creditors and sue, mm -hmm. but lose their severance packages. In 2007, one of numerous class action suits filed on behalf of stockholders was won, allowing some of the employees to actually get some return on some of the stock that had been vested. And that comes from a collector vision, uh, which is um, which was published in May of 2017. So this was something that was actually somewhat recently dealt with. Just ridiculous trash pile on fire. Uh, sorry, Acclaim. Wish you didn't suck. Yeah, uh, going back to like Track Evolution, though. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, like. I, I bought the game probably, like, not long after it came out. Mm -hmm. And I kind of dropped it, but then, like, later on I picked it up and finally finished it, and, like, I had a good time. Mm -hmm. I mean, it wasn't, like, a great Turok game, but, like, when, when we talk about, like, the PS2 and, like, my formative years, PS2 jank mm -hmm. was a part of my upbringing, so I kind of have a soft spot for it. Yeah. I enjoyed Turok Evolution. Even though it's, like, not super great. Right. It has some cool shit, though. Like, I, I did, like, the aerial combat. Um, your, like, melee weapon was just, like, a fucking, like, club with, like, spikes, but then the other part was just, like, a blade. The yeah. Okay. You could just beat the shit out of... There was this, like, triceratops that you could, like, shoot in the head, like, eight times, and you just kind of sit there and take it until they died. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds awful. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's some goofy shit there. So, all that being said... Let's do what we always do when it's been a while since the last century. Throw the whole damn thing in the trash and start from scratch. So the last 11 years, forget that shit! Here comes Turok! Yeah. Published by Disney Interactive and developed by Propaganda Games. Where you actually play as Joseph Turok. Yeah. A space marine. Yup. In Fuck. space. <laughs> Thanks, Disney. Uh, which, of course... Uh, this this game company, Propaganda Games, the developer, uh, they closed their doors in 2011 after they put out the awesome Tron Evolution game, but before they could give the world Turok 2. Yeah, no, it got canceled. Yeah, it got fucking canceled, along with um, a Pirates of the Caribbean game. <laughs> yeah, it seemed like uh, Propaganda Games kind of I'm got like... Depp. I'm in the acclaimed video. <laughs> God damn it. So, in this game, Joseph Turok who is a space marine, crash lands on a planet full of familiar enemies and basically has the same storyline, kind of, as Evolution. It's essentially, 
it's not the Lost Lands. No. It is a planet, planet that has been terraformed. Yeah. And for some reason, there's dinosaurs. And for some reason, there's dinosaurs. I don't really give a fuck why. Yeah, <laughs> it was really fucking awful. So you mainly fight humans and uh, dinosaurs. Yeah, like that a kind of outdated partner in the beginning. I remember, yeah. like, I vaguely remember the demo. Uh, like, cowboy. Yeah, come on, Turok. Yeah, his Let's name go. is fucking Cowboy. Yeah. Get it? Cowboys, Cowboys and, and Turoks. Yeah, Cowboys and Turoks. So, basically, the whole fucking game, you're just fighting humans and dinosaurs. And the dinosaurs kind of act like animals in the newer Far Cry games. Right, like uh, they kind of just... They're just basically like dangerous elements of the natural battles. environment. Yeah, yeah. Like, a honey badger grabs onto your hand, you wag it off. Now shoot it three times with a shotgun. Yeah, because that's how powerful they are. I don't yeah. care what animal they are, you can't take... Three shotgun You can't shots. take one shotgun But blast. maybe you can take a shotgun blast from the Turok shotgun, because that shotgun... It looked pretty fucking pathetic. It's a fucking... Wow. Let's think... Turok, too. Like, if you shot one of those, like, raptor enemies with the, like, shotgun, if you got a good enough blast, you'd just blow off, like, the upper half of their body. Yeah. And they just, like, flail around and, like, fall over. They, Turok, too, have some fucking sick, like, disturbing, even, like, death animations. Cerebral board. Yeah. Cerebral board. They just stood there and, like, just fucking, like, convulsed while their brain... Brain was literally getting spat out the yeah. other end. Yeah. Like, if you've seen the, uh, uh, Phantasm series, the little balls with the spears, that's what I always thought of. It would, like, fucking go into the head and then, like, you'd see, like, all the fucking blood fountaining out the other end. Um... But a lot cooler. I'm not a big fan of Phantasm. Yeah. It fucking terrified me. I don't like tall people. So, um, it was essentially a conglomeration of all the games but of 2008. you're kind of tall. Oh, fuck. Only a little bit. I'm like an inch before... I'm, a, I'm an inch away from being tall. Uh, <laughs> Whatever you need to tell yourself. I do. I tell myself that all the time. That's what my ID says, too. Oh. Uh, inch before too tall. Um, but yeah, like I was kind of going on about, it's, a, it's essentially a conglomeration of all the games in 2008. I mean, yeah, a, like around that time. Bald McBro dude protagonist. You're big and muscly. You got space marine armor. You yeah. got a combat knife on your chest. <laughs> you're in you the got, Unreal Engine. Yeah, you're in the <laughs> Unreal Engine. You've got too many pockets. Yeah. And, and somehow always have the right quip for the right time. Yeah. Damn! <laughs> so, you know, other than having giant nipples, what does this Turok have, Brent? Nothing. Uh, sliding. That's oh. what he's got. He's got sliding skills. And, uh... Really, the, I think of uh, Turok 2008, I think, wow, what a big nothing game. Yeah. You, know, you could have done focus. a lot of cool shit with it. They, I remember them talking so fucking much about using the dinosaurs to get, uh, like, to get the dinosaurs' attention... And use them on the enemies, watching the dinosaurs tear people apart. Um, the dinosaurs would come out of the brush randomly and attack you. But what it really could have been down cool to, yeah. if they actually like weren't fucking bullshitting about the things they were putting in their game. Yeah, they really pulled a good old Peter Molyneux Lionhead Studios <laughs> yeah. on us. Fuck you guys. Um, but uh, overall, I mean, I guess I gotta say, like, good job for the one of four games that Propaganda Studios made. Perhaps they might have been able to clean up their shit and let, you know, but Disney closed their gates. But overall, we didn't really get to rock. We got a space marine fighting dinosaurs, and it took the name and it kind of threw it in the mud. I guess he was still Native American. Yeah, he was uh, half uh, Kiowa. Okay. Kiowa tribe. 
Um, so, I mean, like, and that's Around just, that it's time, like, why does he have to be half, you know? In, like, 2008, Adam uh-huh. Beach, the actor, mm-hmm. like, the Native American actor, I can't remember what tribe, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but, like, he, he apparently was in talks in 2008, like, there was uh-huh. a Turok movie script being written, and he was going to wow. be part of it. That'd be cool. Adam Beach is cool. Yeah. I like him. I like him. He's been in some great movies. And so, like I was talking about with the Gears of War, um, like, conglomeration there, mm-hmm. they pretty much did the same thing for the exit. Um, I mean, it's, it's it's kind of cool once you get past that really fucking janky uh, spaceship fight, um, where essentially you just have to shoot it three times. You know, the magic number in video games is three. Mm-hmm. So, what, you go over to the rocket launcher, you hit it once, you gotta run away from the fucking gun's brass, and then you gotta shoot it again, rinse and repeat, and overall, like... It, doesn't feel good at all you could be running around and hiding behind cover and like shooting at it and shit but then it ultimately you could have done different down. stuff than just like fire at you and then stop yep i don't know like you could do it's shit. pretty fucking stupid honestly it's very lazy uh you could tell that they were very much so done with the game yeah. the ship doesn't look fucking good the entire area looks fucking there trash was, I'm, I'm guessing when we watched that final cutscene with like mm-hmm. the knife fight I put in the quote quotes. unquote, yeah, because it's just. Uh, I'm guessing there were of, a lot of like QTs in that game. Yeah, uh, yes, there were a shitload of QTs, uh, quick time events, um, but uh, you know, I was I was excited to see this knife fight because yeah. I was I was thinking Leon Kennedy versus uh, Jack Krauser. Yeah. Because as far as quick time event knife fights go, that was probably the only way you do it. Yeah. Like that was intense as fuck. It was like a pretty serious part in the story yeah and like the visuals were fucking nuts i died so many times just watching it (laughs) i i played through it and then i had a friend play through it so i could actually watch it yeah you know and so uh this was uh what i want to say probably a series of maybe maybe eight uh qtes uh which was pretty much just like a a light struggle which uh they actually end up fucking up we saw this with the with the character model he's struggling he doesn't have a knife so he's like trying to get the knife away from uh kane which is the antagonist i fucking guess great name by the way kane yes uh, and it's literally the white man versus uh a half native american man half not, white man not command and conquer kane yeah exactly because uh, if it was command and conquer kane at least it'd be cool not but it's jericho not. kane i think was arnold schwarzenegger's character <laughs> and um end of days <laughs> fucking great um so yeah, like after eight QTEs and a really bullshit fucking uh, lazy boss battle with a spaceship, you kill your antagonist, uh-huh. and then you have uh, a fight yeah, with T-Rex. Mother Scarface again. Stupid as fuck name for a monster. Uh, it's essentially just a giant T Rex. Now does that appear face. throughout the game, or is it just like, uh oh? You know, if I, if I had decided to waste my fucking time with it, Brent, I probably would be able to give you a straight answer. Yeah. I would I would think so. I'm sure that that's probably a nickname that one of the uh, one of the people had, you know, told you. You know, they're like, oh, shit, look, Mother Scarface. And, uh, oh, I should touch up on the fact that your best friend from the beginning of the game, Cowboy, he gets blammed on by Kane after he's like, Turok's the only reason why we've survived this long. Then he gets blammed on, you get mad, and then he hops in his ship, and then that whole fucking thing happens. Anyway, so then you end up fighting this fucking T-Rex for about five, ten minutes. 
in a really lackluster uh, bullshit thing. Industrial where it literally, arena. Yeah, and it uh, it just bops you with its head, and that's how it hurts you. Yeah. And then you get like a... I'd say it's all right. It's an okay uh, kill where he uh, jumps Jamming up. Grenade in its uh, He manifests a knife on his armor after directly after the knife battle. He all you know. I didn't see back. it, but I'm gonna believe you. Yeah, he had no. He uh, maybe he like, got it back somehow. Well, it's like he they, stands, they fought over the knife. He they fought over the knife. He has no knife strap or anything like that on his armor. Yeah, which you yeah cause before the fight he like reaches for. It. I was like, oh wait, I don't have it for some reason. Yep, and then, then fucking, they he stands then up they QTE. directly after the QTE, and he's got the knife on like a chest strap on his person. So it's like he just like grew this out of his armor or something. He forgot where it was. Regardless, it comes in handy when you end up jumping on the T-Rex and he ends up uh, jamming a grenade into the T-Rex's eye, which blows half its fucking head off. Then he gets some meat chunks and some blood rain. and It, it all doesn't looks, actually get on him. Yeah, it rains all over him and doesn't land on him at all. And it looks That like would have been too complicated shit. for yeah. Unreal, I guess. Yeah, and it looks like fucking shit. Then you get picked up by your boys, and then you're like, well, oh, time to head back to Earth. Let's it's a go long, home. It's a long ride home, and here we are, ten years later, and waiting for him to return, them, <laughs> return to Earth. And we never see him again. Uh, which, as far as that game goes, good. Fuck off. <laughs> Fuck that. I would have taken Truck Evolution 2. Yeah, which actually, that was planned. Yeah. That was fucking, was. that was a planned game, but uh, a claim, you know, end up trying to fucking buy ad space on tombstones and yeah, fucking name put it. real tins. I want to meet the, the British babies named Turok. Right? That, well, yeah, they never even paid them. Yeah. $10,000 is what they said that they would pay them. <laughs> I named my baby Turok, and they didn't give me any money. <laughs> and now my son's name's just Turok. <laughs> now I just got a son named Turok. I'm filthy. Like, the, the funny thing is, like, they probably could have just, like, asked around America, like, so, which one of you guys named your kid Turok? Yeah. You know, that's kind of another big thing with our generation is we've been naming our kids after... Yeah, hey, my uh, my grandfather just died. Um, do you want to put Shadow Man on his tombstone? Give me money for that. Oh so, people walking through um, graveyards, like, oh, man, you look at that grave, that's Shadow Man on it. Remember Let's that. Let's buy that for the game. PS2. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the two ekend coming. Oh my god. So, leaving all of that fucking garbage behind us, Brent, I want you to tell me what you would want out of a new Turok game. What is the perfect storm like that a, could come again? A sort of weird like mix of just kind of an abstract landscape. That's but also like familiar. Mm-hmm. You keep the Native American protagonist. Absolutely, yeah. Um, have the fucking big ass arsenal of weapons. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just man versus nature, but there is like a a more like kind of human conflict that dinosaurs would interrupt here and mm-hmm. there. Just just like the the landscape itself is also an enemy. Yeah, I really like that. Yeah, and yeah, and like yeah, there's also the other factions colliding in this fucking hellhole landscape. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I really liked the idea of like the campaigners, uh, soldiers, and things like that, and running into like these poachers. Not that it really made sense for the poachers to really be there. Yeah, kind of poachers, kind of doing their own thing. Like, like, hey, we're here. We're trying to fucking survive here too. Like, yeah, it's weird. But I mean, like, we're also talking about uh, a plot line from a 1997 game that could easily be cleaned up by a huge team of writers, you know, a dedicated staff and everything like that. Yeah. And so that's where I bring up um, who would you have undertake this massive... Not even, like, a big studio. I'd feel Mm -hmm. like these kind of, like, smaller, um, like, kind of indie teams, just because, like, the kind of first-person throwback games I've been playing, like, uh, Dusk and Medieval, like, they really... Mm -hmm nail what makes these older first person shooters great like they have See, with fast, like a, a, almost like fast a post-modern gameplay. look on it yeah rather I mean, than graphic wise you could go either way if it was kind of like intentionally shitty looking graphics mm-hmm. I'd be down with it but if they like had fucking beautiful vistas and landscapes in the lost world or whatever I'd be down right. with that too if you did have a big studio I'd be all about it as long as they're like doing it right and like mm-hmm. doing it justice Right, like we don't want this to kind of fall in the hands I don't want of it to like be a, Ubisoft. Yeah, I don't want it to be like a open world. Oh man, go collect the thing. If you I, try and sell me another game based on the fact that it's an open world, I'm gonna fucking cut my own throat <laughs> like before I'm I give you sixty kinda bucks. Kind of over it, like yeah. Make it. I don't know. Like I'm kind of tired of like chore zones. Chore zones is the best way to put it. Like the last open world game that I really fucking gave a shit about. Mm-hmm was Witcher 3. I was going to say the same thing. And honestly, like, uh, before that, um, Far Cry 3 was really, really great. I really enjoyed the story. Despite, it was... I enjoyed Far Cry 2. I had Far Cry 3. I just never finished it. You know, I was playing it. I was like, yeah, this is fun. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't know. I liked Jason Brody as a character. <laughs> <laughs> I liked uh, collecting Tataos. Yeah. I liked uh, fighting the enemies that you'd fight. I liked Far Cry 2. Yeah, Far Cry Even 2 though, with like, your butterfly knife. And making maps, stuff like that. No, you had a machete and malaria. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And guns that, like, if you didn't replace them, they would explode in your hand. Yeah, why not? And you had to throw them away. I could have sworn that you had a fucking butterfly knife. Nah. You had a machete that that the game's antagonist named the Jackal, um... Like, kind of chopped into, like, your bed after you almost instantly get malaria after arriving in Africa. That's that says how... a lot about Africa. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Africa. Here's your whoosh. And they throw powder at you. Here's oh, your malaria. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, no. So, as far as, like, I'm considered with, uh... Yeah, Far Cry. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> like my, my big thing is Open that world. with, yeah, uh, with wanting another Turok game. Yeah. I think that, um... I'd rather take, like... Uh, I was incorrect. It's Far Cry Instincts. Yeah. Is when you get the butterfly knife. Which is just a remake. It's just a console version of Uh, Far Far Cry Cry 1. Oh, Far Cry 1. Yeah, Uh that's right, because you play as the, uh, ex-Marine... Or, no, Navy SEAL. Yeah, who, Something like and then that. you get Beast, you turn into, like, Beast Serum, Beast Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You instincts of a Predator. Yeah. Neat idea. It was cool. Yeah. Kinda. Far Cry has really changed I, since then. <clears throat> it kind of overshadows. Now you're well. Billy Everyman, and you're, I mean, I play Far Cry games for the bow and arrow. That's that's the only thing that I really do with that game. Yeah. Uh, haven't picked up five, never played Primal. Blood Dragon was great. Never beat four. 
Actually, I did beat four. I did the the fucking <laughs> cheese mode where you just sit down and wait for the crab rangoons. Um, Pog and Minim was cool, but as far as like wanting something out of Turok, I want it to be a Far Cry from Far Cry. That's the best way I can explain it. It's um, it needs to be first person. I don't really care if it's a fucking open world. I would actually be happier with something that was mission based. I would rather have like a more like focused. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it if it took cues from like the older games where it's like stages. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's that like you could it mission level all that shit yeah. like base like that, but like not so had, much like collectathon in the level. I don't know. Yeah, just want, it doesn't like, need to be a collectathon. That's for sure. You have directives, things it's like to, that. It's hard to articulate just exactly like how I want to see right. the game. And I don't know if it's uh, my nostalgia talking or me as a gamer now that I'm older, but I, I enjoy games now that I can pick up, play a specific amount of missions, and be like, okay, I finished this mission that only took me 15, 10, 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. I can now put this down and save it. Yeah. I don't need to be playing an open world game that's like, oh, you're in combat. You gotta keep going. It's like, kill, bitch, it is 930. I work five, at 6. Kill five, like, fucking beavers to get their dick Sex. Yeah, to so make you a new make wallet. Your, yeah, yeah, to, get, to make a new cape. <laughs> How to beaver dick sex. Yeah. But yeah, so it's like I mean that's why I like Monster Hunter so much. Yeah. Where it's like I'm trying to think maybe Monster Hunter has that idea down where it's like here's your mission, here's the open map. Yeah, like here's yeah. Monster Hunter is really great. That's that's I mean that's a different podcast right there, but mm-hmm. like that's but Such I'm, a good formula. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, think about that, but as far as Turok goes, you know what I mean? Like, you track down the the one thing you're looking for in this map again, but he has, like, essentially, like, a hub or, like, you know, like, we go back to having that river village. If it was something weird, like, where it's like, okay, this, like, let go back to the poachers thing, like, mm-hmm. the head poacher guys in this area, you have to track him because mm-hmm. he has the thing that you need mm-hmm. to, like do the thing to do the thing yeah and yeah like if it was sort of an open world like a large-ish map Uh but like a dynamic ai set where Mm -hmm. they would they're kind of doing their own thing they're fucking trying to go after dinosaurs but then they're getting fucked up by other dinosaurs yeah um other like factions in the game are also like vying for something there yeah but as a Turok, you need to be the one to come out on top. Yep. you got to be the son of stone. Yeah. Also, I mean, like, you could uh, end up um, going this way with it as well, where we have that idea, but going into more of the Monster Hunter aspect, you could have, say, different um, armors or accessories, things like that, that would allow you to take more damage from things with fangs and claws versus bullets you can be more proficient with guns or more with your natural weapons you can have maybe uh different horns that you can blow that would actually allow you to rally different dinosaurs to a specific spot to like attack people things like that see i, I like my track is more like he's out he's a man out of time mm-hmm. and like Okay, now all of a sudden he's being shot at by fucking like plasma rifles and like that's true, yeah, rockets and chain mm-hmm. guns and like he gets these in his hands and all of a sudden he like yeah learns how to use it mm-hmm. and like learns to fight back with that. Mm-hmm. 
So, I mean, you know, perhaps that's yeah, something like, that you need to focus his, on His more. warrior instincts, you know, he just, like, he adapts to, like, these, this mm-hmm. fucked up environment and, like, just myriad of technologies. Yeah. So, I mean, like, you could do open world. You can make a really beautiful environment, but you don't have to make it open world to the point where it's, like... Chore zone. Chore zones. <laughs> yeah, like uh, I gotta go over here in my hang glider again and pick up these flowers so I can make yeah, like, my bow quiver bigger. It's like if Ugh. we were talking like monster, it's like okay, like to make this weapon set, you need parts from this monster. Go play the game. Yeah. To do like the core activity of the game, mm-hmm. which is in the name. Yeah. Monster hunting. Yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of different. Say it. Like, it's, yeah. There's a lot of like cool shit you can do with like the story even at Turok. Yeah, like uh, a- the comics uh, did try to come back uh, back in 2014, 2016, yeah. and 2017 through uh, Dark Horse and a couple other different comic uh, series, uh, trying to bring back um, Tal Set as a character mainly, um, and then one of them actually focused on the first Turok. Yeah, bring back Tal Set. Yeah. The first Turok, who was Turok. Yeah. Uh, second one being Talset. And there was Carl Fireseed. Oh, well, I'm guessing yeah. it was like a comic arc. It was, yes. I believe it was a nephew or cousin. Yeah, um, it was like, yeah, like Joshua Fireseed's uncle or something. Yes, that's what it was. Yeah. Yep. The uncle No of idea Joshua like Fireseed. what his feats and accomplishments were. Nope. He never got a game, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think that he had like a, a couple comics, but uh, overall, there's, there's like a was lot he just like mentioned in like the newer Turok comics? Like your uncle? Oh was no, a great he, he was he was part of it. Yeah, I don't even think he even had the he might not have even had the mantle of Turok. Yeah, I guess imagine like he's just part of the Fire Sea. Somebody's he's telling part Joshua of the Fire Star like, series. Yeah, someone's he's telling like there. Joshua Fire Sea like. Oh yeah, your uncle. You have like big shoes to fill. Your uncle was a great Turok. He did some great things. Yeah, which we'll only briefly touch on. <laughs> but Here's now him you knifing a raptor. Yeah, with his penis. Yeah, with his native gift. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, <laughs> thanks again for bearing with yeah. us on an episode of podcast for two people. You, one of two people. Uh, have been very good at listening to us every Friday. And we will be back next Friday with a very uh, special episode that's near and dear to our hearts. But you'll have to come back next Friday right where you found us today and uh, check in with us again. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you. And we hope you listen to us again. (laughs) Give me those fucking drums.